Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. My investing philosophy is simple. Theoretically, I buy and hold broad-based index ETFs whenever I have money. And whenever I have money is about every two weeks when I get paid. Every two weeks, I am buying either the SPY, which is the S&P 500 index, or the QQQ, which is the NASDAQ 100 index. Every two weeks, I do that. I buy these indexes. However, I am also constantly trying to find the best possible time at other random intervals to purchase stocks and ETFs. And this obsession of mine, trying to time the market, is what we're going to talk about today. The stock market wisdom says time in the market, not timing the market, is what really counts. But is that old outed wisdom over? That is what we attempt to find out today. You're listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. Let's get into it. For the last four years or so, off and on, I've looked at different trading strategies and done copious amounts of backtesting. I've looked at the best way to try to do swing trades. I've done the best way to try to make a day trade, the best way to have long-term investments, the best way to protect your investments. I've done it all. And in the midst of all of this trying, in the midst of all this struggle, in the midst of all of this time (laughs) neglecting my kids a little bit, not too much. I'm trying to find the perfect money-making stock strategy. And in that process, I have come across four that have at least caught my eye enough for me to do some more due diligence on and some more backtesting and some work on. And these four strategies claim to beat the market by both protecting downside and giving you good upside signals. So I want to go over those four today. I want to compare their performance over the last three years compared to just buying and holding the index. Is that okay? Great, let's start. But first of all, let's start with the time in the market argument. For historical evidence that time in the market beats timing the market, there's no shortage of studies and market timing and potential pitfalls of trying to time the market. For example, a recent study concludes that missing just a handful, that's five, a handful of the best days in the market can drastically reduce your investor's average over time. Over time, the S&P 500 should average 10% per year. The following data includes key findings from this study, which demonstrates the growth of $10,000 in the S&P 500 from December 31st, 2006 to December 31st, 2021. Here we go. If you stayed invested for 15 years, During that time frame, your balance would be $45,682 and your return would be 10.66%. Perfect. Right on average, just what to expect. If you missed the 10 best days by trying to time the market, your balance would drop to $20,929, giving your average return 5.05%. You lost 25 grand trying to time the market. 
If you missed the best 20 days, your return falls to 12,500 and 1.6%. If you missed the best 30 days, your return falls from 45,000 down to 8,300 with a negative 1.8 return. You started with 10, now you've only got 8,365. And then finally, if you missed the best 40 days in that time frame, you would be down 3.58% with a current balance of $5,786. And you would be telling yourself, investing is stupid, I shouldn't invest. But if you just left your money alone, you would have had a 10.66% return. Again, this is from December 06 to 21. So that includes some bad down markets. And this isn't talking about dollar cost averaging. This is just one purchase of $10,000. If you miss the 10, 20, 30, 40 best days, not only are your returns cut in half, sometimes they're negative. 10.66% is outstanding. It's slightly above average. Uh, it makes you think about what, what these days are. Like you, you contained the Great Recession and the financial crisis near bear market of 2018, the COVID collapse in 2020, and high inflation in 2022. If you missed just the 10 best days of those 15 years, your returns were cut in half. That's brutal. By missing the best 30 days, you have a negative annualized return. You lost money. But what if what if you could capture the upside of the best days, but take out the worst days? This is my obsession. There are four different strategies that I have found research and done research on that I still doing backtesting, thinking about, can I protect the bad days and still get the good days? Can I have time in the market and time the market? Let's look at some of these timing strategies and see if they would help us over this period. The first stock market timing indicator I want to talk about is the RSI, which stands for Relative Strength Index. The RSI is a momentum indicator that measures recent price changes as it moves between 0 and 100. It provides either a short-term buy signal or a sell signal. Basically, it tells you if something is overbought or it tells you if something is oversold. A low RSI, typically around 30, means that it is oversold and it might be a good time to purchase the stock. A high RSI over 70 would tell you it might be a time to sell the stock as it is currently overbought. The RSI strategy was introduced in 1978 by technical analysis Jay Wilder. Use his RSI strategy to help identify opportunities to enter and exit positions that most people really don't think about. A stock could be overbought or oversold for minutes. It could be overbought or oversold for days. It could be overbought, oversold for weeks and months. Fundamental traders believe that an asset is oversold when a price is lower than its fair or intrinsic value. Therefore, they trade lower than the perceived worth. Technical analysis, however, like the RSI, believe oversold assets are those that reach a critical level on the technical indicator like the relative strength indicator. So how could you use the RSI in the market if the market is overall in a bear market, as in it's going down, you could buy a stock or an index that you like when its RSI hits an oversold within that bear market period. So people are bailing on the stock. It is below 30. You're in a bear. You, you've already got a good buying opportunity. And when it hits that 30, now's a good time to buy. Similarly, in a bull market, when the RSI gets above 70, it might be a good time to exit position, wait for it to fall back down, hopefully to the 30 level and then get in on that oversold level. 
basically the RSI says you don't want to make a bad habit or you don't want to make a habit bad by buying a stock when the RSI is over 30. You want to be buying stocks when the RSI is under 30. So if you're a long-term investor, you're stuck in the middle of a purchase. As I started the show, I talk about dollar cost averaging every single two weeks. But let's say you get a thousand bucks in between that time and you want to purchase some stock. You could pull up the RSI on any of your charting websites. And if the RSI is down into the 30s and you have a stock or an index that you want to own, that would indicate a good time to buy. But let's say it's just a random Thursday and you got a thousand bucks and you're looking to invest. And let's say you want to buy BHP and you pull up the website, you look at the chart, you click on the RSI, and the RSI says it's at a 78. Maybe wait a couple days to make that purchase because currently the RSI is high and technically, according to technical analysis, it should be falling. Okay, that's RSI. And that really doesn't talk about time in, time out. It just talks about timing specifically. The next three indicators that we're going to talk about after the break are can we time the market and protect our downside by using buy and sell signals from moving averages? Let's get into the charts and let's find out. We'll be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Okay, time in the market versus time in the market. These next three are based on moving averages. And the moving averages are different lines that you can set up for a short-term moving average and a long-term moving average. And the concept is when these two averages cross, you either get a buy signal or a sell signal based on the movement and the technical analysis. Don't be worried about new words. We'll figure it out. The first one I want to talk about is the most complicated. It's the fastest moving, and we'll find out results later. It is the 821 MA. That means there's an eight-day moving average and a 21-day moving average. So those are taking the average price of the stock over an eight-day period, and it puts a nice little line on your screen, kind of like a wave. It shows you if it's trending up or trending down. Then the 21-day EMA, or the moving average, also does the same thing. It shows you the 21-day moving average like a wave. For this strategy, when the shorter time frame, the 8-day moving average, crosses the 21-day moving average in a bull market, you get a buy signal. In most things, especially if you're looking at like tradingview.com, there are indicators that actually pop up a little smiley face or a little arrow that says buy. So they're trying to make it very simple for you. You don't have to use the actual indicators. You can just watch the lines. 
But in a bull market, when the 8 crosses the 21, that is positive, that says buy. Reversely, when the 8 crosses the 21, that indicates the end of that small bull cycle. And a sell signal or a short signal, depending on how aggressive you want to be, is indicated. So it's a sell or a short signal because let's say you have 100 shares of the QQQ, the NASDAQ 100. And you have owned it for 28 days. The 8 crosses over the 21 and it says, hey, this is a sell signal. You could just sell your 100 shares take whatever profits that you might have and wait for the next buy signal. Or if you truly believe in the 821 cross, you could actually sell your stock, then get in a short position and short the market going down until the next signal happens. That's a little aggressive. I am not recommending you do that. I'm just saying that is part of the strategy. The strategy really caught my eye in January 2022 because obviously, as you know, not a great year. And if you look back, you know, I use tradingview.com. If you look back on tradingview.com, you can actually do back testing and replays. There was a sell signal almost to the day when the market started to fall using this 821 moving average. The crossover hit, it, the sell signal happened. And if you had, let's say, owned this market or the index for quite a while and you hit that signal, you would have sold nearly at the top and protected yourself a lot of downside grief. Like the market just fell and fell and fell. And you'd just been sitting in cash going, I'm the best stock market timer in the world. Good times. Good times. And that's why the 821 caught my eye because the 821 moving average crossover strategy is interesting. It protects downside, or at least it protected very well downside that spot. But it really should only be considered for somebody who is a very active trader. Somebody who looks at their account on at least a daily basis and is ready to make a trade every day if needed. Comparing the 821 crossover to a more famous crossover is what we're going to talk about next. These are also a moving average crossovers, but the famous one is the golden cross and the death cross. The golden cross occurs when the 50-day moving average crosses over the 200-day moving average. So, Obviously, a lot more time, a lot more averages in this particular strategy. The 8-day, 21-day is very quick. There's a lot of trades involved. In a year, there might be 15 to 21 trades. On the golden cross and the death cross, there may only be two or three. So that's for somebody who wants to try to protect the downside or somebody who wants to look to see if they're getting a good buy time decision right now. You've got that smaller percentage of your portfolio that you're goofing around with. You're trying to make some money. You're trying to outpace the market. The 50-day, 200-day, the golden cross or the death cross might be the buy signal for you. For reference, the most recent golden cross happened to the S&P 500 Thursday, February 2nd, 2023. The S&P 500, according to the SPY, SPY index, was $411 per share. The market currently, as the time of this recording, is $450 per share. So if you had purchased shares of the S&P 500 the moment the signal happened on February 2nd, you would be up 9.58%. Congratulations. Now, the evil brother, or the protecting brother, depending on what you want to call it, of the golden cross is called the death cross. It is the downside moving average when the 50-day crosses over the 200 on a bearish cycle. 
Some investors see the death cross actually as a good time to buy to add to your stock portfolio because 50-day and 200-day moving average takes a while to get down there. So a lot of the pain has probably already happened. Traders, however, see the death cross as a time to sell and protect. It's a long-term, we're probably headed to a recession, get out of the market and sit on the sidelines. The last time the death cross happened was Friday, March 11th, 2022. The S&P 500, according to the SPY, SPY, was $426 per share. The market had already fallen from an all-time high of $479 per share. So you missed $50 or so of downward volume. However, the market still fell another 18% after the death cross occurred. So had you sold, even though you didn't catch the very top of the market, you still would have saved yourself 18% from there. But did you catch what I just said earlier about the golden cross? The golden cross, so let's just play it out in real world. You made a sell decision on March 11th, 22 at 426. Then you waited for the next golden cross to happen. Your next buy decision then was 411. So you did make, what, $15, I guess. And you saved yourself a lot of the downside run. But just using those two wasn't exactly monumental for your portfolio. Many investors don't really know about the shorter term 821 average, but the golden cross and the death cross is a very popular strategy. I wanted to find kind of a mix between the two. You have the 821, which is really quick and there's a lot of trades involved. And then they have the 5200, which is like pretty slow. I wanted to find out what happened if we threw in kind of a middleman. So I actually did some back testing and I looked up what would happen if we did a 50-day and 100-day crossover. What happens with you kind of a longer-term strategy meets a shorter-term strategy, somewhere in between? So testing all of these, the time in versus the time in the market, will the 821, the 5100, or the 5200 save us any money? Let's dig into the investing brain of myself. It's a scary place. Grab a seatbelt. Let's figure it out. So let's look at the crossover strategies backtesting. If you had purchased 100 shares of the SPY, the SPY index, which tracks the S&P 500, January 3rd, 2019, and you just held for the long haul, you held through the good, the bad, and the ugly, your buy and hold strategy, the time in the market, you would have had a profit of $12,967. Buy and hold, you're profiting about 13 grand. If you used the 821 crossover in January 2021, you would have been up 11,000. By the end of 2021, you'd be down 3,000. And then 2022, you'd be up a little bit, totaling by this time Compared to the buy and hold strategy of up 13,000 using the 821, you would be up $14,484. So the 821 has proven in the last three and a half years to be a good downside protection strategy. However, over those three and a half years, you had to make 29 trades. Is that something you wanted to do? 29 trades to make an extra thousand bucks. It's a lot of work. It's not very much money per trade. What if you use the 50 moving average versus the 100 moving average? Well, you would have lost out to the market. 
you would have been up $10,121. So you would have lost the market about 3000 bucks. And what about the golden cross and the death cross? What if you had made those two purchases? What if you used the golden cross as your buy signal and the death cross as your sell signal? Well, you would have also not beaten the market. You would have been close. The market, you would have had $12,967. The golden cross and the death cross, making those your buy and sell decisions, you would have had $11,800. Still losing the market. Still watching for these crosses. Still trying to time everything. Still, still, still. One of these strategies, which takes a lot of work, you're only making about $29 per trade and you're stressing, you're ignoring your kids, you're ignoring your disciplines, you're, you're worried. You made a thousand bucks more. Every other strategy you lost compared to buy and hold. And if you just bought the stock market and if you just invested normally, if you just let it ride, the stock market has a history behind it. It proves that it is one of the best ways to create wealth and it can be as simple as just buying and holding. For myself, I hope that I've convinced me that buying and holding is the best strategy. But you do you. But I'm going to try. It's going to be like my mantra. I'm going to put it on my mirror. Buy and hold. <laughs> Time in the market, not timing the market. You've been listening to My Millennial Investor, the show where I search the financial world for the most up-to-date investment ideas, market trends, and income streams, so you don't have to. I'm your host, Nick Bradley. We'll see you next week. This podcast is produced and published by Oregon Trail Investor in the USA. All information is for entertainment purposes only. The brand My Millennial Investor is used under license.